your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 461 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And the Rangers, just a couple of minutes ago, actually wrapped up a very convincing, very just great win over the Columbus Blue Jackets, a 4 to nothing blanking in Madison Square Garden. The Rangers pick up their first home win of the season and a much-needed bounce-back performance uh, from their 5-1 to loss at home against the Calgary Flames on Monday. I said that this game would be very, very telling for where the Rangers are right now and, you know, how much they're following Gerard Gallant and how hungry they are for success this season because, you know, the Rangers, they were up against it a little bit. I gave them a little bit of a break against Calgary. It was not a good performance by any stretch of the imagination, but they had just won all four games of a four-game road trip. The loss, it dropped them to 4-2-1. and one. It obviously beats where they've been at this stage of the season in the most recent campaigns before this season. So I gave them a little bit of a break, but I said that what would be very, very telling would be how they respond in this game. Can they come back with a really strong performance and a win at Madison Square Garden against a Columbus Blue Jackets team that, although they've gotten off to a pretty good start this season, I don't think a whole lot of us probably have them pegged as a playoff team when the season ends. And the Rangers... They pass with flying colors. Just a huge night for Igor Shosturkin once again. You know, it's funny because Igor Shosturkin, first shutout of the season tonight, a 31-save shutout, I believe is what the final tally was. And another fantastic performance, don't get me wrong. But Igor almost flew under the radar a little bit in this game because for once, it wasn't just the Igor Shosturkin show. And there were a lot of other things that the Rangers did really, really well in this game tonight that I think has a lot of Ranger fans feeling really good. I mean, you had... Ryan Strom gets his first goal of the season. He had Artemi Panarin starting to look like himself. I still don't think we've seen true, vintage, uh, 100% A-plus version of Artemi Panarin yet this season. And with that even being the case, he still nevertheless picked up three assists in this game tonight. So that was fantastic. Adam Fox doing Adam Fox things all over the ice, offensively, defensively. He picks up another three helpers. You got Chris Kreider with two tipping goals on the power play. Kreider now leads the Rangers with six goals on the season, and five of them are on the power play, and all five of those power play goals are tipping goals. And as I tweeted out uh, during this game here tonight, I don't know off the top of my head, this is something that I would have to look up and probably find, you know, some kind of website that keeps track of this stuff. I don't know what the record is in the NHL for most power play tip-in goals per season, but Kreider's already got five of them. I got to believe he's on pace to absolutely smash that record, and obviously there's a very long way to go here, and it is a very small sample size, but be that as it may, I mean, Chris Kreider, he's got a knack for doing this, you know, just positioning himself in front of the net, and when the puck comes near him, he finds a way to tip it home, and on the second one tonight, he had just exchanged some words with Elvis Merzlikens, uh, the shift before that, because Merzlikens was kind of poking at him with his stick a little bit. There was a play stoppage, and Kreider and Elvis Merzlikens were kind of chirping back and forth, so when Kreider scored his second of two power play goals and deflected it past Merzlikens, he made sure to let him know about it. He was uh, 
definitely uh, pretty pretty loud after that goal was scored there. But again, just a, a very complete win for the Rangers in this game here tonight. I think it's also very impressive that the Rangers did this to Elvis Merz-Lincolns because much like the Rangers, the Blue Jackets were kind of surviving on their really strong goaltending play. I mean, the Blue Jackets have some skaters that are off to some pretty nice starts this season, take nothing away. But I think the biggest reason for the Rangers and Blue Jackets coming into this game, both with records above 500, would undoubtedly be their goalies. Elvis Merz-Lincolns came into this game with a 4-0 record, a 147 goals against average, a 952 save percentage. And in this game, the Rangers basically just lit him up. And Merzlikens, despite, you know, the Rangers getting him for four goals, he did make some good saves in this. I think the Rangers, again, it was easily their most complete performance of the season so far and definitely their best offensive performance as well. As I was talking about when we did our crossover with Jay Forrester from Locked on Columbus Blue Jackets, I really like the Rangers' chances of breaking this uh, three-goal curse to start the season because up until tonight, the Rangers had yet to score more than three goals in any game so far this season, and they ended up doing that here tonight. Uh, 2 nothing going into the third period. Rangers close with some authority, which is very nice to see as well, and they go on to post the 4 nothing victory. Uh, we're just scratching the surface here. We're going to keep things rolling in just a second. But first, I want to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And just wanted to thank you guys once again for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so we got to talk about Capo Caco making his much-needed return to the lineup. Obviously, the Rangers have been scuffling for goals, and they'll take help any way they can get it. And I thought Capo Caco, for his first game back tonight, looked really good. Uh, the Panarin line in general, Panarin with Strom and Caco, they were buzzing all night looking dangerous pretty much any time they were on the ice. And Kako did not end up getting any points in this one, but looked very, very explosive. I thought he really stood out in the first period, uh, the first four or five minutes there. If there was any hiccup in this game at all for the Rangers, I think you could probably take a look at, like I said, the first four or five minutes of this game. But even within that time frame, or maybe immediately thereafter, uh, Kako was somebody who was standing out for the Rangers early in this game. And uh, like I said, that, that Panarin line just was absolutely fantastic tonight. Once again, Panarin with a trio of assists, including a primary assist on the game opening goal by Ryan Strom. Strom scored his first goal of the season, 12-29 into the first period. Nils Lundqvist moves the puck up the ice. And I talked about our crossover that we did with Jay Forrester from Locked On Blue Jackets. I mentioned Nils Lundqvist is a little bit of a player to watch. I don't think he really stood out that much in this game, but what he did here was he got the puck up to Artemi Panarin, and he ends up picking up the first point of his NHL career. Panarin gains the blue line, basically just waits for Strom to catch up, and then hits Strom in stride. Strom is moving right up the center of the ice. Strom lets it fly. He scores the Rangers are up one to nothing, and they're off to the races. And then Alexi Lafreniere, just about three minutes after that, almost three minutes to the dot, he scores his third goal of the season, a little tap-in from the back door, basically. What happened was Adam Fox had the puck, and he circled around behind the Columbus net. He ends up uh, from just a ridiculous angle and through a sea of bodies, a sea of skates, a sea of sticks, you name it. Uh, he somehow 
thread the needle, got the puck through there, and Alexi Lafreniere is in the right position. He taps it home, makes it 2 to nothing. That was indeed the score at the end of the first period as well. But as for the line combinations, obviously, we just talked about Strom centering Panarin and Kako. That was the second line. You had a top line of Mika Zibanejad centering Chris Kreider back on the left wing and Barclay Goodrow, who has now moved up to the top line. I believe Goodrow... I don't think he's played on the fourth line really this year. I mean, maybe a shift or two here and there, but I believe he has now played on all of the top three lines, and certainly Goodrow could play on the fourth line if you ever needed him to, but I almost kind of see Goudreau as the new Jesper Foss. This is somebody that you can move up and down the lineup pretty interchangeably, and he would never really feel out of, out of place no matter where you put him. I think that was also true of Jesper Foss, but the one thing that Goudreau has on Foss is that Goudreau can play any of the forward positions. I don't remember ever seeing Jesper Foss at center, and for the most part, he remained on the right wing. I mean, I'm sure he could play left wing in a pinch if you need him to. Jesper Foss wouldn't be the kind of guy to say no to that, but uh, Goudreau, yeah, very, very valuable to be able to just kind of move him up, down, left, right, all over the lineup, however you want to do it. And Gerard Gallant was asked about Goudreau, I believe, in his pregame presser today. Uh, very recently, he was asked about Goudreau, and, you know, Gallant said, very, very easy player to coach. He's somebody that, no matter where Gallant wants to put him, he's up for it, he's up for the challenge, and uh, he's ready to roll. Doesn't matter to him where he plays, who he plays with, what position he's at. Barkley Goudreau, somebody ready to roll, and like I said, very, very valuable to the Rangers in that, once again, he can move up and down the lineup and never feel out of place, and then he can play all three of the forward positions. So we'll move down to the third line. You had Philip Heedle centering Alexi Lafreniere and Sammy Blay, and I don't remember who this was, but I thought this was a great observation on Twitter. You know, I think it was Anthony Scultori from Forever Blue Shirts, who's been on the show a couple times in the past, but I remember seeing a tweet watching this game tonight where they mentioned that Alexi Lafreniere, right now, he might be better off on the third line. And it might not be the most popular opinion. I, myself, coming into the season, was looking forward to seeing him in a top-six role. But it seems like Lafreniere, when he's out there with Heedle and Blay, he's a little bit more assertive, and he's somebody that looks to kind of create on his own a little bit. Whereas with Kreider and Mika, you know, they're the two veterans. They're the two guys that are basically the leaders of this team. One of them could very well be the next Ranger captain if the Rangers ever decide to pick another captain. But Lafreniere tends to defer to them a little bit. And with Heedle and Blay, maybe a little bit more assertive. You know, he's playing with guys who are very young as well. I mean, Heedle's very young. Blay is like mid-20s. But either way, you know, those guys don't have the profile that Mika and Kreider do. So maybe Lafreniere can inject a little bit of life into that third line. We certainly saw that in today's game as well. Philip Heedle had a great scoring chance. He was behind the net early in the first period, tried to put it in on a wraparound. And I, I thought this was going in, but Merzlinkins kept it out. But overall, you know, a pretty solid night for that line as well. And nice to see Alexi Lafreniere answer his coach's challenge because Gerard Gallant, after the last game against the Calgary Flames, you know, Lafreniere was on the top line, and they dropped him down to the third line. They actually moved Julian Gauthier up to the top line, and Gallant, when he was asked about that, said, yeah, I expect a little bit more from Lafay, which I think is great because, you know, Gallant in that situation, he's not showing up his player. He's not throwing him under the bus. He's not saying this guy can't play, this, that, and the other thing, but he is going public with a little bit of a challenge for Alexi Lafreniere, and I thought Lafreniere had a really nice night tonight as well. Uh, he came close on one or two other occasions to scoring another goal. There was one where Heedle and Lafreniere in the second period went in on a two-on-one. Heedle dished to his left, and uh, Lafreniere snapped a heck of a shot off, but uh, unfortunately, Merce Lincolns was able to get a piece of it with his shoulder and steer it aside, but yeah, good, good night for that line and nice to see Alexi Lafreniere respond in a positive way to a challenge from his coach. Take notes, Vitaly Kravtsov. But then you have uh, the fourth line, Greg McKaig centering Kevin Rooney and Dryden Hunt. I thought these guys were fantastic tonight. I mean, it didn't lead to any goals or anything like that, but these guys were working their tails off. There was a shift once again in the second period where these three guys were on the ice and the puck stayed in the Columbus 
zone for what felt like basically an eternity. They just did a great job maintaining possession, winning some board battles. Uh, you know, Dryden Hunt was really good on the boards in this game tonight, I thought, and even creating a couple of scoring chances. I so badly wanted to see either Rooney or McKeg or Hunt get a goal uh, just to kind of be rewarded for their efforts. But they, they played a really strong game as well. Their efforts should not be overlooked, even though they didn't get on the score sheet. Some other guys maybe kind of stole the headlines in this game tonight, but a really, really strong blue-collar effort from that line in this game here tonight. As far as the defenseman, it's the same six guys that we've been used to the Rangers rolling with and these same three combinations, you know, throughout the lineup there. But, you know, Adam Fox, I mean, we could start with him. Another just fantastic night. We already mentioned the three assists. On top of that, he made an outstanding defensive play in the second period. Score was just still two to nothing at this point. It's early in the second, so it's obviously still anybody's game. But the Blue Jackets sent a pass in deep to Texier, and Texier was kind of positioned at the side of the net. So Texier, the pass is going there. He's got it on his stick. It looks like he's going to you know, possibly put it home because it's going to be tough for Igor to close off that side of the net uh, as quickly as he would have needed to here. And Adam Fox just poked the puck away from Texier. Just a really nice defensive play there. Also got to give some props to Patrick Nemeth and Jacob Truba. I thought both of them were outstanding on the penalty kill tonight. Jacob Truba, three minutes and 49 seconds of shorthanded time on the ice. Patrick Nemeth, 314. You can even throw Ryan Lindgren in there, 246 of shorthanded time on the ice. Uh, Patrick Nemeth on the one power play for the Blue Jackets ended up blocking three shots. He blocked five shots on the night, but three on the lone power play there. Got some props from his teammates when he got back to the bench. So nice to see him bounce back in this game as well. He had a really just brutal turnover in the loss to Calgary. And Jacob Truba, I mean, the guy's as solid as a rock. The guy is shown up to play every single game this season. And I'm glad he's on the Rangers. I know every now and then he'll come under fire because he's got the big contract, but I mean, I don't want to think about what the Ranger blue line would be without somebody like Jacob Truba out there to play top four minutes every single night and just kind of lead the way for these young guys as well. But yeah, the penalty kill, what else can you say? Absolutely fantastic tonight. The Rangers came in 15 for their last 16 in terms of killing off penalties, and that now improves to 18 out of their last 19 after the Blue Jackets went over three on the man advantage tonight. And we will continue breaking down this Ranger win in just a second. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? It is mint brownie because brownies are awesome and these are actually healthy. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so as I mentioned in the intro for today's episode, I just talked about it for just a quick second, wanted to kind of elaborate on it now, is I think one of the most encouraging signs from this game for the Rangers and for Ranger fans watching this game is the way the Rangers close out this win because it's 2-0 after two periods. The Rangers have played a fantastic first 40 minutes of hockey, but that's just the thing. It's still 2-0. It's still anybody's game. You know, Columbus's goaltender kept them in it a little bit, uh, but the Rangers went out there and they really closed with some authority in this game. They had about a minute and 25 seconds of power play time carryover 
from the second period into the third period, about a minute 25, give or take. But they did a fantastic job on the shift uh, that started the third period here. Once again, still on the man advantage. Great pressure, uh, an early strong drive to the net by Mika Zibanejad. The save was made, but just a lot of really good chances that followed this. Uh, Panarin ends up taking a shot toward the net, and Kreider is there, and he deflects it home for his first of two goals. That makes it three to nothing. And just like that, the Rangers, you know, they extend their lead early in the third period. The thing I loved about this is it wasn't until there were about four, five, six seconds left in the power play that the Rangers finally converted here. They were working their tails off to score this power play goal here, and lo and behold, that's what ends up happening. So great work by the power play and uh, a very, very important goal there because you know what? If Columbus kills that off, goes back the other way, they score a goal, now we're in for another nail-biter, and we're asking Igor Shesterkin to steal another one for us. Instead, the power play, like I said, worked really, really hard on this man advantage here. They score the goal, Rangers up by three, and uh, well on their way to a win at that point. Obviously, you got to keep playing well down the stretch, but the way they were playing, you're feeling pretty good at this point that they were going to come out of here with two points. And then, of course, the Rangers, they close out the scoring about midway through the third period, Panarin to Fox to Kreider for the tipping goal, his second on the power play, and the Rangers actually win a game that all of us don't have to collectively sweat out at the very end. But like I said, really, really nice to see this team close with some authority on this night. There was one other incident in the third period that I wanted to call attention to. We had a little bit of a dust-up between Ryan Strom and Max Domi. Uh, you know, that kind of set the tone for what was a chippy final few minutes here. But obviously, the Rangers got the last laugh. There was the whole thing between Kreider and Merz Lincolns. Uh, there was this incident. Uh, Max Domi was getting into it again with Keandre Miller near the end of the game. We had a whole dust-up. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see if these guys remember this uh, the next time that the Rangers and Blue Jackets end up playing each other. But the Rangers are 5-2-1 to start the season. It has not been perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I think, like I was saying earlier, this was as complete of a performance as we've seen from this New York Ranger team the entire season, and you just hope that it carries in to Sunday night's game. We're going to be staying up late. Anybody who's watching that game, the Rangers are going to be playing in Seattle for their first matchup against the Kraken, and yeah, late, late game for all of us Ranger fans out here on the East Coast, but it actually kind of works out because for those of you with kids, the way I see it, Everybody can go out, do your trick-or-treating, get that out of the way, and then uh, you can stay up late eating your kids' candy and uh, watching the Rangers hopefully get another two points. But again, very, very encouraging performance from the New York Rangers tonight. And something else that I think kind of keyed this win or kind of keyed the Ranger performance more accurately is that you got to remember, you know, the Rangers, yes, they, they played a poor game on Monday against the Flames. Something else to keep in mind with that game, though, that was their seventh game in just 12 days to start the season. Now, that's a lot of games in not a lot of days at any portion of the season, but right at the very start, that's asking a lot of these guys to go out there and be, you know, razor sharp every single night, seven games in 12 days. The Rangers then had three days off between the loss of the Flames and this win against the Blue Jackets tonight, and it definitely looked like it. The Rangers looked refreshed. They looked ready to go. Like I said, pretty much the entire night, they had their legs under them, skating hard, a good crisp passing. They just looked really, really sharp, and I think a product of that is the fact that, once again, they finally had a little bit of time to rest, and they were challenged a little bit, I'm sure, by Gerard Gallant and the coaching staff, and once again, they passed with flying colors. Cannot say enough about the job that the Rangers did in this one, and I also just want to mention with Capo Caco, first of all, again, just a breath of fresh air to get him back in the lineup, throw him back into a top six role, and uh, see him play as well as he did tonight, despite not getting any points. For any Ranger fan that's kind of been wanting to see a little bit more out of Capo Caco, you know, more points, more goals, more assists, just uh, become more of a visible player out there, be patient, because he's getting there. It's happening very gradually, 
but from the start of his rookie season all through last season and into the first few games this season that we've actually seen him play. Of course, he missed a handful of games with an injury there, but it's coming together. He's getting there. He's becoming a more assertive player. You can tell his confidence has grown. He fights for pucks a little bit more often. He's willing to stick his nose in there. Going to become a really strong power forward in this league in due time. I don't know that he's going to be like a point-per-game player as soon as this season, but he is coming along. He is getting there. And if you haven't noticed at least some improvement from Kako from where he was as a rookie to where he is right now, then I just don't think you're paying that close of attention because it's, it's going to happen. It's getting there. And once again, playing on the Artemi Panarin line, that never hurt anybody. I'm sure it won't hurt a player as talented as Capo Kako either. And something that I just have to marvel at, I bring it up every once in a blue moon on this podcast, but it's one of those things that bears repeating because even as you say it out loud, you almost don't believe it, even though it's a known proven fact. The simple fact that Artemi Panarin went undrafted. Every team in the NHL passed on this guy seven times in the NHL draft, and now he's one of the best players in the world. And again, it was really nice to just see him come up with the three assists, and look a little bit more like vintage Artemi Panarin. That's another reason to be very, very encouraged about this New York Ranger team. There's a lot of guys, not a lot, but there's a, there's a decent amount of players on this team that have not yet played their best hockey. Some of them haven't even been out there with Kako and Ryan Strom. You know, they miss a good chunk of games uh, through these first eight games of the season here. But Artemi Panarin has not been at his absolute best yet, I don't think. I certainly don't think Mika Zibanejad has been at his absolute best yet, at least not from a scoring perspective. I think he's been very good defensively. Alexi Lafreniere is getting there, and Filipito is another. You know, I don't think we've seen the best from him yet either. And so despite this, the Rangers once again 5-2-1. and one. They grinded out some wins early in the season, which I think bodes well for them in the future because they obviously know that they can win games in that manner if they absolutely have to. And again, this team's going to be able to score some goals. I know it hasn't happened yet, but we saw them break out a little bit in this game tonight, and we can only keep our fingers crossed and hope that it carries over to Sunday's game against the Seattle Kraken. And the only other bit of news is that Ryan Reeves was placed on the injured reserve. He was hurt very early in the game against the Calgary Flames and ended up sitting on the bench for a good chunk of the game, but was never going to return to it. Uh, but by all accounts from the Rangers, it sounds like they are hopeful that Reeves will spend the minimum seven days on injured reserve. But that obviously rules him out for Halloween night against the Seattle Kraken. We'll keep our fingers crossed that he can get back into the lineup sooner rather than later. But that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, which will drop on Tuesday, since this episode is dropping on Sunday, we will talk about whatever happens between the Rangers and the Seattle Kraken on Sunday, Halloween night. We'll break down everything that happens in that game. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available on all platforms.